This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets started the week lower, ended the week a little firmer. Bennett Consulting Market Analyst Matt Bennett says the grains continue just their quiet sideways trading pattern. We had kind of a blase tone. I mean, you know, overall, it sure seems like uh, beans would probably be trading lower if it wasn't for some of this concern about uh, South American weather, for instance. I mean, obviously, the soybean meal market has really kind of drugged the soy complex and kept it afloat, so to speak. But uh, right now, it just seems to me like this corn market is in a path of least resistance is lower. Can't really get any buyers interested. Grain markets quietly biding time. RCM Ag Services analyst Steve Wagner said this really is nothing new for the this time of year in the growing season. That's the point right there is that this is typically a very non-event uh, when it comes to the market. The November report just isn't that big a deal. And, and there's the other side of it. With most guys wrapping up harvest, they're also wrapping up tillage, and so farmers are busy right now in the field, and they aren't uh, engaged as much as they would be normally. Abbott Futures President Roy Abbott said South American Weather also was supporting the soybean market. Concerns about too much water in southern Brazil and not enough in the northern part of Brazil. Uh, so that's got some people thinking we need to add some risk premium because of the weather in Brazil. Uh, the other factor, I think, is the uh, soybean processors have been busy uh, this week buying soybeans and selling products to lock in margins. And that showed uh, very clearly yesterday when the crushing margin lost about 22 cents, and it's losing probably about uh, 15 cents today. So uh, that's also part of the strength here. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says South American weather is becoming the dominant market factor. Northern Brazil continues to be drier than normal. Uh, pestery there they did have some rains for some of the topsoil, but um, and in the south, you know, enough rain there that some of the corn that's been planted turning yellow. So um, and hurting the hard red winter wheat crop. So um, it's a market that is uh, corn went down and tried to test within a quarter percent of where the low has been for the year on uh, upfront corn and also back to where we went to in August of 2021. We saw a two-sided trade in the livestock market as well this week. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strauman said the livestock market saw some profit taking. Squaring up of some positions here ahead of the weekend. Uh, light cash trade so far this week at 185, and that's at the upper end of last week's uh, range. So, uh, again, I think just some profit taking, the same news with the, the feeders. And we are down over $2 there, but uh, you look at this week's gains, uh, certainly supportive to the market, and the strength in the in the corn trade, uh, adding some weakness to the, the feeder cattle. Uh, Lane Hogs had a good day yesterday and traded up above resistance, but just didn't lack any follow-through buying. North Star Commodities Chief Market Analyst Mark Schultz at profit-taking, expected profit-taking in the livestock trade. Case of the cattle, it's been the move that's happened since we had the big sell-off uh, off the bearish report two weeks ago. Uh, we have now recouped all of those losses and back to the right back to where we were before that report was released. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
in a world where the right seed makes all the difference. There's a program that supports those who serve. Introducing Proceeds Right Stuff program for veterans. From seed to success, we're here every step of the way. Need seed, think proceed. Proceed.net. Keep up to date on this year's harvest right here on the Red River Farm Network. Listen to Harvest Hotline Monday through Friday at 1237 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Harvest Hotline is sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Amity Technology, and the North Dakota Mill. We'll talk with custom combiners, elevator managers, agronomists, and farmers about harvest progress, yields, and quality. It's Harvest Hotline, a daily feature on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals threw out the Environmental Protection Agency's ban on the use of chlorpyrifos. The court determined the EPA disregarded its own science-based findings. The news has been applauded by many farm groups. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall is pleased that the court recognized the agency failed to follow its own standards. Without chlorpyrifos last year, American Sugar Beet Growers Association President Nate Holtgren said beet growers had much higher costs and had to use multiple pesticides multiple times with inadequate performance. Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association Executive Director Harrison Weber is pleased with this decision but remains cautious. It's definitely a win for us and I don't want to take that away but there are a lot of hoops yet uh, you know that need to need to be jumped through. A lot of things have happened and over the course of the last year and a half two years when this whole process kind of began you know, there's certain registrations that have lapsed or certain registrants that have, you know, voluntarily pulled their registration. And so, you know, over the next 50, 60 days, uh, as the appeals process kind of starts to play out here, uh, we're going to learn a lot more. We do feel very confident in the appeals process, uh, just in the way the, uh, the opinion was written and obviously the unanimous decision by the by the three panel judges there. Farmers are being asked to take a wait and see approach. USDA Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack made an appearance at the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis. Vilsack doesn't expect a farm bill to pass before the end of the year, but he's confident there will be an extension passed before the end of December. Number one, we're not going to have a farm bill passed before December 31st. But we do have to have an extension because we don't want the program to lapse because if it were to lapse, there would be serious consequences to the farmers, but also very serious consequences to the economy and to consumers. So I'm very confident that we will see an extension. The question is how long that extension will be. I think the Senate leadership, in a bipartisan way, is suggesting a year. I don't think they think it will take a year to get the farm bill done, but they think that's the easiest and simplest format to, to get the 60 votes necessary to get it passed in the Senate. Don't know if the House has got that same timeline. President Joe Biden, along with Secretary Vilsack, visited Minnesota on Wednesday. Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation President Dan Glessing was in attendance and happy to hear the announcement for $5 billion in funding for rural America. Glessing had a chance to talk with the president and emphasized the importance of getting a farm bill done. We've got a good farm bill. A short-term extension isn't going to be all that bad, but there's room for improvement. When we set those earmarks and the break-evens were a lot different, and certainly they're a lot higher now, and, and so we would really like a freshened-up farm bill here before we get into the politic year. That seems like when you're in, in that election year, nothing wants to get done, and so 
our message or my message to the president yesterday and ours as an organization is let's get this thing done. There's a lot of a lot of good ideas that have been folded and talked about. And uh, now that we've got a house with a speaker, the Senate is, is ready to go. And the president said he was committed to getting it done, too. So that was good to hear. USDA has made some changes with its approach to the emergency relief program for 2022. Like payment limits, a progressive payment factor will be applied to the assistance payment. For example, a farmer with a calculated loss of $100,000 in 2020 would have received $75,000 plus a refund for a portion of the crop insurance premium. With the progressive payment factor for 2022, the same farmer with a $100,000 loss will receive just over $11,000. The reimbursements for crop insurance premiums will only be available to farmers who qualify as underserved. That's been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. While the rest of the world is still asleep, the local cafe is coming to life. The coffee's on, the rolls are in the oven, and the regulars are coming in to claim their tables, just like clockwork. Everyone knows that you best be on time or risk paying the price. Even Jack from Choice Bank down the street. All right, all right. Coffee's on me. When it comes to choosing a banker, find someone you'd want to grab a coffee with. Choice Bank, top North Dakota ag bank for 10 years running. Listen to the dry bean scene every Friday on the Red River Farm Network. Brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association, Johnstown Bean Company, Baristo Herbicide from BASF. SRS commodities, and heads-up plant protectants. We'll track this year's crop potential across the country and get industry perspectives on possible market impacts. It's the dry bean scene, every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Here's a look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Much of central Brazil will see an increase in rains over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says shower activity will increase this weekend through next Tuesday, and enough rain should fall on the northern parts of the region to establish and develop uh, crops. Southern Brazil will see additional heavy rains and continuing flooding. Much of Argentina will see a good mix of rain and sunshine that will allow for good crop development while field work should advance around the rain. Soybean planting in parts of Brazil is falling behind schedule. Mato Grosso has 70% of its beans planted, far behind the 83% pace last year. USDA meteorologist Mark Brusberg says that's not a major issue for soybeans. Anytime a soybean field gets planted late, that means the second corn crop following that gets planted late. And, you know, so late planting doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a problem with the soybeans, but that sort of raises our concern for the second corn crop. At Elgin, North Dakota, Harlan Klein says harvest is stalled until snow melts off the crop. High yields are still waiting in the field. Corn and sunflowers are what's left. The soybeans we finished before the snows. There's a little bit of soybean in our area that's left yet, but not much. Right now we're just looking at a whole lot of white ground and waiting for the snow to get off the crop. Uh, we just started the sunflower harvest here when this weather system set in, so we're just getting started on the row crop side of the harvest here this year. This has been probably the best crop I've ever harvested throughout my whole farming career here and stuff. We've had ample rain. We had a little dry spell, got a little warm 
little bit, but then the rains came, and I mean, it made for a tremendous production year. Harvest will likely have to wait until the ground freezes, but Klein isn't too worried that they're not back in the field yet. Farmers are getting back into the fields in the Cooperstown, North Dakota area. Ag Advantage Consulting owner Jonathan Erickson says warmer temperatures are helping. The snow the last yesterday it shrunk. It you know there's a little bit still on the stalks and the cobs, but uh, after yesterday, most of the fields are pretty decent. So a lot of guys got rolling yesterday, and and uh, definitely today uh, the combines are rolling. The corn's been uh, just all over the board. I mean, for the most part, it's been really good. Um, better than expected in some areas for how dry we were. Um, but it's, you know, some areas had ample rain, you know, throughout the season. So, and those yields are really, really good. So, um, guys are pleasantly surprised. Even though it was dry, it's, the corn's been pretty decent. Erickson thinks about half of the corn is still in the field and would like to see another two weeks of decent weather to finish up harvest. Galen Affield says farmers in the Fergus Falls area are at varying stages of harvest. Weather has been a big challenge this fall. There's still some soybeans that need to be combined yet, and they're definitely damp. And there's corn out there yet. I would say quite a bit of corn um, that is out there yet, but then again, there's some guys that are done and tillage is done and all that stuff. So it's all over the board. You got to remember, it's always average precipitation. You know, they always tell us at the end of the year, well, we had an average precipitation, but it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean it comes when you want. Right now, look, you know, the crops. So well, I think I'll get off. You know, but the, some of the field work might not get done. Affield says yields have been variable on all crops after only spotty rains throughout the growing season. This has been a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Rain or shine, you rise with the sun, working the land, nurturing crops, and bringing food to our tables. So here's to your hard work. We recognize your tireless efforts and dedication at Wilbur Ellis. As we bring the season to a close, we're proud to stand alongside you as your trusted partner. We're honored to be a part of your journey, providing the tools you need to succeed and thrive. We're better together. That's the power of we. Reach out to the Wilbur Ellis Grand Forks team today at WilburEllisAgribusiness.com. Thanks to the American farmer for putting food on the plate, clothes on our back, and fuel in our tank. Your work is measured in acres, not hours. The Red River Farm Network is here to deliver farm news, markets, and weather information to the best farmers in the business. From Rugby to Benson and Roseau to Aberdeen, the Red River Farm Network covers agriculture. Go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.